Hello, everybody. Welcome back to A Riff in Time. Time, time, time. Episode 3. I'm sorry if that was fucking loud. Um, well, first things first. Let's talk some fucking football. Alright, we had a... We had some games this weekend and into the week as far as yesterday and most of them were pretty good actually I had pretty good predictions most of them uh, I believe were correct I only miscalculated about four (laughs) out of the fucking I guess, let's say a third. I got a third wrong. But that's not my fault. Um, New Orleans uh, put a hurt on Atlanta Falcons. What's new? Uh, Looks like... Looks like, whoa, Taysom Hill went uh, 27 for 37, 232 yards, two touchdowns. Matt Ryan, 19 for 39, 273, one touchdown. And Taysom Hill put in work like he usually does. I don't know why I clicked that. Uh, the Lions beat the uh, the Bears, and I had a hunch it was going to be close. They rally back to defeat the Bears, 34-30. Fucking Matthew Stafford with 402 yards, three touchdowns, 27 for 42, slinging dick. Trubisky, not so bad either. 26 uh, for 34. Good fucking shit. Uh, 267 yards, one touchdown. Cleveland went into the Tennessee Titans dojo and put in work as well. Baker Mayfield, 25 for 33. Fucking 334 yards and four touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill. Close, 29-45, um, 389 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and we know those interceptions are pesky. Uh, excuse me, um, both Russians, uh, looks like Nick Chubb, 80 yards, one touchdown, Derrick Henry, 60 yards, 15 carries, Nick Chubb, 18 carries. And in the fucking Music City, Cleveland is singing, baby. Um, Miami wins. They have Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. Some shit like that. Um, 26 for 39. 296 yards. One touchdown. And the Allen kid on the Bengals. 11 out of 19. Uh, 153 yards. One touchdown. One interception. And... I knew the Jacksonville, Minnesota was going to be a, a close one. I didn't know it would be this close. And I honestly thought Jacksonville was going to fucking win it there. And they had the chance. Um, they went into overtime. So Dan Bailey misses, well, great defense by the rookie on Thielen on third and one. And uh, to knock that shit out of Thielen's hands. And then ex-Cowboy, Dan Bailey, also ex-most accurate kicker in the NFL history. Uh, He fucking missed the 51-yard field goal to win. Uh, Missed it wide left. They go into overtime, tied at 24. Um, 
shit ensues. I believe, I don't remember who had the ball first, but they drove. Nothing happens. Let's say, I guess I think Minnesota had it first. They drive. Nothing happens. Jacksonville drives. Can't potentially win here. Nothing fucking, no fruit comes of it. Uh, Minnesota gets the ball back, drives down, and uh, Jacksonville gets a good stop and leads uh, up to leaves it up to Dan Bailey to put his demons to rest. People, for now, he uh, he makes the chip shot field goal for the overtime win after missing two extra points and a long field goal. His mental state and leg was in question, but. That day, his leg kicked the Minnesota Vikings into the win column and put their record at 6-6, six and six, which, uh, good for them, good for you, Nathan. My friend Nathan is a big Vikings fan. Everyone, round of a fucking applause for Nathan. Clap, clap, clap. Also, good for Corey. He likes the Lions. He's only been to Detroit once, and he's so obsessed with the Lions. Just fucking with you. Good for you. Not so good for me and my team. And we'll get to that. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, baby. Fucking Hail Mary. Derek Carr for the fucking win. Derek Carr to Ruggs for a 46-yard touchdown. And put him over the top. 31-28. The Jets had a final drive. It was like eight seconds uh, nothing became of that. Las Vegas comes out with a win. Indiana wins 26 uh, to 20 over Houston and the LA Rams. Um, I also got that one wrong. I thought the Cardinals would do a little better. Well, they didn't do bad, but I thought the Cardinals might win. Um, LA Rams going and proving that, you know, that they got some moxie. Jared Goff, 37 for 47, 351 yards, one touchdown. Kyler Murray. 21 for 39, 173 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, yep, 38-28, LA wins. And the fucking Giants came and beat the Seahawks at home. Beat the Seahawks at home. Guess it don't really fucking matter because there's nobody in that stadium. Um, but Colt McCoy, hook him, baby, uh, leads him to a win. And to the top of the NFC East, unfortunately, for me. But maybe not, because I still get a top five pick. But fucking waste another year doing this crap. <sighs> Anyways, 13 for 20, 205 yards, one touchdown, one interception, Colt McCoy. Russell Wilson, 27-43, 260 yards, 263 yards. Uh, one touchdown, one interception. And Giants win that one, 17-12. Weird fucking score, because uh, one time I looked, it was like 5 to nothing. Um... Then the Seahawks had five points. Uh, very rare. Green Bay over Philadelphia. Fuck you, Philly. New England embarrassed the LA Chargers. 45 to nothing. Like a fucking Power 5 school would embarrass your little fucking D2 school on their fucking senior night or their first opening day just to prove how fucking much, how far they could push your shit in just for the shit of it. Uh, Kansas City beats Denver, and that was a better game than I thought, and Denver got pretty close. Uh, big fucking surprise, everyone, everyone, uh, gather around. Um, Washington had a gift for Pittsburgh, early Christmas gift, lump of coal, big fucking L for Pittsburgh. Merry Christmas, you bastards. 
delivering the first loss of the Pittsburgh Steelers was your Washington football team, 23-17. to uh, Alex Smith, the fucking ranger, the goddamn monster, the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Smith. Uh, 31 for 46, 296 yards, one touchdown. Ben Roethlisberger, 33 uh, for 45, or 33 for 53, 305 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and one rape. Uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I won't forget it, Ben Roethlisberger, you fuck. And, and that's how that went down. They gave them their first fucking loss there. Exposed the Steelers, which my Cowboys almost did, but you know we can do shit um, as defense, uh, on the defense side. And well, that was nice. I, uh, Alex Smith, he got cleated like a motherfucker on his leg, not his previously injured leg, his other one. And they, it was bleeding through his socks so much, bleeding through his socks so much that it was still like so much uh, like pouring out of the sock onto his shoe. Like he fucking stomped out, like he was stomping um, grapes for wine before this fucking game. And he was still out there slinging dick. Always, uh, like I said, these are division rivals, but he, I mean, I got to respect Alex Smith right there. Uh, Buffalo, my Buffalo Bills, that's right, I'm claiming the Buffalo Bills. They are my AFC team, and they beat the San Francisco 49ers 34-24, and for some reason they were an underdog, I don't fucking know why. Excuse me, but Josh Allen, 32 for 40, 375 yards and four touchdowns, man. That is, what a fucking stat line. That's a great fucking QBR right there. And that guy is going to take the Bills places. And last but not least, my unfortunate demise. The Dallas Cowboys fall to the Baltimore Ravens on Tuesday night football. Fucking, because those bastards wanted to... Postponed the game till Lamar Jackson got fucking healthy. Ooh, wow. Postponing games because your fucking quarterback's out. Guess what? My quarterback's been out for weeks. Can we fucking postpone the whole season till I get my quarterback back? No. So what the fuck are y'all doing waiting till Lamar Jackson gets back? Like you fucking needed him for this game. Really? Come on. I guess thanks. You think we're a threat. You have to wait and get Lamar Jackson back. Fuck you. For doing that shit. And then they fucking... Sus- they sus- or I guess it's suspension. But they tell... They tell Dez he can't play. And he's fucking... They test him. All, I guess while he's there. He's he's in the stadium. And they test him. He's warming up. They ask him for a test. He comes out positive And he can't fucking play. What kind of shit is that? He is with everybody else. What about the rest of the fucking team? He's positive. You know, like... I get this is a virus. And it's... I mean, I'm not saying it's fake, I, but what the? I'm just concerned on the way they do things to figure out who the fuck is sick and whatnot. I mean, false positives happen. There's just got to be a better way to do this. And you can't just say, hey, this guy's sick. Get him the fuck out of here. That's going to be the best, the next best thing to er, and almost anywhere. Politics, sports, any situation where you want somebody out of there that fucker's got covid i saw him cough he's got a handkerchief look at that runny nose i saw a fucking zyrtec in his car he's up to something 
then they're just going to say, you can't fucking be here, man. Sorry. Uh, better luck next time. So, unfortunately, I, you know, Dez wanted... It would have been worse, maybe, but uh, it would have been nice to see Dez back on the field and obviously against the, against his ex-team. But I sense no bad blood. It was just going to be fun and games. And what the fuck do I have to lose as a Cowboys fan? My fucking top five overall pick? I kind of need that. I mean, not need it, but what the fuck else do I have to look forward to? Huh? Tell me! What do I have to look forward to? Whew! Anyways, um, the defense was abysmal. Had fucking Lamar Jackson just run up the fucking thing. I think that was the longest quarterback run on the Cowboys in franchise history. I'm going to throw my fucking phone at the wall. All because Leighton Vander Esch picked the wrong fucking hole. And by the time he figures it out, Lamar Jackson is fucking 15 yards behind you. And you can smell his fucking shit, man. Like, that dude was running... And his stat line as far as passing was not that great. Lamar Jackson, 12 for 17, 170 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Darian Thompson, beautiful safety pick. That was great. Uh, Andy Dalton, 31 for 48, 285 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Great show by Andy Dalton. Bullshit call that they didn't fucking call on. I don't know who was defending, but they wrapped around CD Lamb all fucking crazy. No call. Bullshit. I don't know why. <clears throat> uh, fucking A, that defense, man, just ran through him, and you know, that shit was tearing Sean Lee up inside, he's just watching this young quarterback core get torn to pieces with an abysmal show of defense, and what's new, oh well, we still look good, feels good, scoring some points, 17 points is better than fucking kicking two field goals and and three hours and fucking trying to act happy about it. <sighs> oh well, here we go. On to the next. Congratulations, Baltimore, you fucks. And who do we got? Thursday, we have New England and the LA Rams. Thursday night football, baby. Uh, I'm going to pick the Rams. I saw New England have spurts of... Of greatness, um, but the Rams seem to be getting it together. I haven't seen any of their games personally, <clears throat> but from the stats and scores, I think they're getting things clicking. At least against the Patriots, uh, the Patriots are six and six, haven't been doing too hot. And I, I'm gonna wrap up that football talk right there. I'm sorry if you came here for other stuff. I'm just fitting in all my interests. And football is one of them. The Spurs will be back in three days. NBA football is coming back. NBA football. NBA basketball is coming back in three days. On the 12th, the Spurs open up by playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, we're going to see that young core do great. DeMar's back. Pirtle's back. We're going to be okay. We're going to come back and get another 50-win fucking season. The streak was broken, my heart was broken, but we're coming back. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, piece of shit Kevin Garnett, uh, they are the um, headliners for the 2020 NBA Hall of Fame. And uh, that's my son in the background. I'm going to cut the sports talk and we're going to get on to another topic. And I'm going to tend to him real quick. I believe I need to change his diaper. Pause now. 
And we're back. All right. Well, looking um, just at the audio from the first portion, uh, it was way too fucking loud. And it sounds like I'm in a tin fucking can. Uh, but what can you do? Uh, I thought it was good, so I'm probably gonna, I will leave it. Oh fuck! Sounds like Dallas is fucking drinking out of the toilet. Bear back. He, in fact, was, and if you meet this motherfucker, or next time you see him, do not let him lick you. Don't even look at him. He doesn't deserve it. Every time I walk him, some bastards come up and be like, Oh, what a gorgeous dog. Oh, he's so beautiful. And if only they knew how conniving this little shit was with his little fucking floppy ears and his dirty blonde hair, big fucking feet. Dark charcoal nose like uh, Frosty the Snowman, minus the hat. Um, no, he's a shit. I love him though. But yeah, what the fuck? I never, I mean, I guess I've never had a dog that was big enough to drink out of the toilet. Uh, looks like a pretty common thing. He did it like he was fucking born to do it. He just went, and I mean, I guess to a dog, it's just a bowl of water. Um, at a perfect neck height so he doesn't have to strain uh, unfortunately uh, be wary of your dogs if they are big don't let you don't want them to be always looking super far down you know like um, what the fuck do you call that it's not kneeling because dogs don't kneel but uh, just lowering their head super uh, not super low but you know low uh, every time they eat and drink water just it's it's bad for their neck and their shoulders uh it's just bad all around uh, especially in their older years you don't want them to if uh, most dog, you know the dogs that have bad bones uh or just normal hip problems neck problems back problems uh your dachshunds my favorite um any just any big old dog but definitely great danes uh boxers they tend to have problems dalmatians you know anytime you get a dog you think it, look at this motherfucker licking his feet hey uh yeah they tend hairy dogs do that shit too lick their fucking feet till they bleed do some crazy shit um have allergies uh these are things you got to worry about and um pay attention to when you have a pet uh any pet but dogs are a majority of the pets so we'll talk about that real quick because that is something i know about uh owning a dog uh i had one a dachshund for 15 years the love of my life i'll love him forever i'll miss him forever uh, but he was small, and, you know, surprisingly, he only had one, uh, one little stint I can remember where his back was really tender, and mm, it was bad scenario, uh, but all he had to do was get some muscle relaxers, and we kept him in a little, like a little kennel, but it was not, it was like a, like a pop-up tent-looking type thing, um, like a laundry basket. But, uh, yes, that was kind of sad, but he was comfortable that whole time with uh, while he was in there. And he was good. He, he was good for years after that. 
Um, don't really, not really sure how that happened, but he did, he did love jumping off couches and onto things, you know, normal dog shit, uh, love him, miss him, um, but yeah, big dogs, watch out, let, make sure that they're not going too low to drink and eat all the time, straining themselves, um, gotta close that fucking toilet lid, which is just common courtesy in general, I guess. Uh, and also, if you go to the vet, uh, and they're doing almost anything they can for you, and you're gonna complain about the fucking price, uh, fuck you, they're doing a lot of stuff, and most of, uh, majority of the time, they're taking a lot of these, uh, procedures they do off, because they know you're gonna fucking bitch, because they know you don't care about your fucking dog like you should, like it's an extension of your family, but you think it's like a fucking, uh, damn chore trying to take care of this fucking thing and fuck you for thinking that i mean i guess as long as you feed it and shit but at least love it and have that connection it's short-lived time for those dogs and every second is you spend with them is glorious you uh you can learn to love every second of it and it's all great things that can come from it and i mean even if they're pricey come on they're the vet will work with you and you fucking spend money on dumb shit anyway. How how many time every month you're spending that shit on Hulu and Netflix, your fucking Apple Music, your Spotify. Thanks for listening on there. Uh, but fuck, <laughs> um, you know I don't know. Some morons are uh, spending a lot of money on OnlyFans, and you could just be donating, helping the animals, cause uh, they can't start and make money on their own. Uh, Fuck people, they can live and do their shit, make it their own way, but dogs kind of gotta need a little helping hand every now and then, especially if they're already hurt or have normal health problems. Uh, throw them a bone, wink, wink. Um, but yes, don't give the fucking veterinarians a hard time. They're doing their best. I don't know, maybe some are fucking assholes, just like doctors are fucking assholes sometimes too. Little shits just taking all your money, but... I like to think, I like to hope that most vets uh, do really care and are trying to help. So please be nice to them and understand. Um, but also don't get carried away. Um, but don't be a dick. That's just one thing. I, I have a sister that works in a veterinary office and uh, she tells me a lot of stories. Most of the time it's people bitching about the fucking price tag to save their beloved animal's life. Horrible, horrible. Uh, also, don't buy fucking cheap food. Um, get some good shit. I know you want to buy some fucking Imes or gravy train, fucking poison. Uh, just might as well buy your kids crap and make them eat it every day, which is you, what a lot of people are probably doing. Microwavable food, processed food, you know... Same goes with animal food. It could be shit food and it's cheap for a reason. And you wonder why your dog has stomach problems. I don't know. Just a little animal rant there. Gotta stay looking out for my pets and all the animals across the world. Especially dogs. Gotta love them. Cats too. Be careful. Uh, don't fucking try to make your cat a vegetarian because that won't happen. They're they're like pretty much carnivores. Um, you'll make your cat sick. 
Uh, yeah, well, shit, I don't even know. That was a good little rant on, uh, on pet shit. I felt like I was missing other points that I started off with at the beginning with Dallas, but I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, hmm. Well, that was... I guess we'll move on. Maybe it'll come up to me in a little bit. Um, that thought will come. Speaking of, I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking the other day, well, someone asked me, oh, cool, you know, I was telling them about the podcast, and they are like, oh, so you just, you know, get drunk and get fucking stoned and uh, make the podcast, and originally, yes, is what I, I mean, to be honest, I'm doing it a little bit right now, I only had two beers, though, and uh, I'm just a little high, which was earlier, so I'm not so high anymore, Uh, but when I the first two episodes, I think just progressively, also just because I have really bad anxiety and I'm nervous, even though there's fucking no, I'm talking to into a microphone and not in front of people. Um, I'm still self-conscious uh, about things. So I drink a little bit more than I should maybe sometimes. I don't know. But uh, then I end up just fucking, no one wants to hear it. A fucking drunk ramble on and on, and also I uh, kind of lose my train of thought, especially if I'm fucking stoned. You know, I like uh, sometimes it'll be good. Depends if I know a lot about a topic, I'll be able to go on tangents. Um, but just trying to riff my thoughts, they hit a lot of speed bumps. So I try to slow it down, try to take it easy, but, you know, when you get off work, you want to crack open a beer and smoke a fat bowl, uh, but then by the time everyone goes to sleep and I have some time to record, I'm already a couple beers in and a couple bowls. I try to pace my, which is good, everyone should try to pace yourselves every night, I've been playing, doing this old song and dance for a little too long, time to slow my roll, um, so yeah, so hopefully things come out a lot smoother and I don't sound like a fucking Momo uh, talking to y'all and recording. So yeah, that was another little thing I thought about the other day where I should probably uh, cool it. I should slow it down. Watch out. Oh, I don't even know. You're gonna lose control. Yeah, that's the rest. That's the other part of the song. Good one. He, in fact, was, and if you meet this motherfucker, or next time you see him, do not let him lick you. Don't even look at him. He doesn't deserve it. Every time I walk him, some bastards come up and be like, oh, what a gorgeous dog. Oh, he's so beautiful. And if only they knew how conniving this little shit was with his little fucking floppy ears and his dirty blonde hair, big fucking feet dark charcoal nose like uh frosty the snowman minus the hat um no he's a shit i love him though but yeah what the fuck i never i mean i guess i've never had a dog that was big enough to drink out of the toilet uh looks like a pretty common thing he did it like he was fucking born to do it he just went and i mean i guess to a dog it's just a bowl of water um, at a perfect neck height so he doesn't have to strain uh, unfortunately uh, be wary of your dogs if they are big 
don't let you don't want them to be always looking super far down you know like uh, what the fuck do you call that it's not kneeling because dogs don't kneel but uh just lowering their head super uh, not super low but you know low uh, every time they eat and drink water just it's it's bad for their neck and their shoulders uh it's just bad all around uh, especially in their older years you don't want them to if uh, most dog you know the dogs that have bad bones uh or just normal hip problems neck problems back problems uh your dachshunds my favorite um any just any big old dog but definitely great danes uh boxers they tend to have problems dalmatians you know anytime you get a dog you think it look at this motherfucker licking his feet hey uh yeah they tend hairy dogs do that shit too lick their fucking feet till they bleed do some crazy shit um have allergies uh these are things you got to worry about and um pay attention to when you have a pet uh any pet but dogs are a majority of the pets so we'll talk about that real quick because that is something i know about uh owning a dog uh i had one a dachshund for 15 years the love of my life i'll love him forever i'll miss him forever uh, but he was small, and you know, surprisingly, he only had one, uh, one little stint I can remember where his back was really tender, and mm, it was bad scenario. Uh, but all he had to do was get some muscle relaxers, and we kept him in a little, like a little kennel. But it was not; it was like a, like a pop-up tent-looking type thing, um, like a laundry basket. But, uh, yes, that was kind of sad, but he was comfortable that whole time with uh, while he was in there. And he was good. He, he was good for years after that. Um, don't really, not really sure how that happened, but he did, he did love jumping off couches and onto things. You know, normal dog shit. Uh, love him, miss him. Um, but, yeah, big dogs, watch out. Let, make sure the they're not going too low to drink and eat all the time straining themselves um gotta close that fucking toilet lid which is just common courtesy in general i guess uh and also if you go to the vet uh and they're doing almost anything they can for you and you're gonna complain about the fucking price uh fuck you they're doing a lot of stuff and most of a uh, majority of the time they're taking a lot of these uh procedures they do off because they know you're gonna fucking bitch because they know you don't care about your fucking dog like you should like it's an extension of your family but you think it's like a fucking uh damn chore trying to take care of this fucking thing and fuck you for thinking that i mean i guess as long as you feed it and shit but at least love it and have that connection it's short-lived time for those dogs and every second is you spend with them is glorious you uh you can learn to love every second of it and it's all great things that can come from it and i mean even if they're pricey come on they're the vet will work with you and you fucking spend money on dumb shit anyway how how many times every month you're spending that shit on hulu and netflix your fucking apple music your spotify thanks for listening on there uh but fuck <laughs> um you know i don't know 
some morons are uh, spending a lot of money on OnlyFans and you could just be donating helping the animals because uh, they can't start and make money on their own. Uh, fuck people. They can live and do their shit, make it their own way, but dogs kind of got to need a little helping hand every now and then, especially if they're already hurt or have normal health problems. Uh, throw them a bone, wink, wink. Um, but yes, don't give the fucking veterinarians a hard time. They're doing their best. I don't know, maybe some are fucking assholes, just like doctors are fucking assholes sometimes too. Little shits just taking all your money. But I like to think, I like to hope that most vets... Uh, do really care and are trying to help so please be nice to him and understand um but also don't get carried away um but don't be a dick that's just one thing i, I have a sister that works in a veterinary office and uh, she tells me a lot of stories most of the time it's people bitching about the fucking price tag to save their beloved animal's life horrible horrible uh, also, don't buy fucking cheap food. Um, get some good shit. I know you want to buy some fucking Imes or Gravy Train, fucking Poison. Uh, just might as well buy your kids crap and make them f eat it every day, which is you, what a lot of people are probably doing. Microwavable food, processed food, you know, same goes with animal food. It could be shit food and it's cheap for a reason and you wonder why your dog has stomach problems. I don't know, just a little animal rant there. Gotta stay looking out for my pets and all the animals across the world. Especially dogs, gotta love them. Cats too, be careful. Uh, don't fucking try to make your cat a vegetarian because that won't happen. They're, they're like pretty much carnivores. Um, you'll make your cat sick. Uh, yeah, well... Shit, I don't even know. That was a good little rant on uh, on pet shit. I felt like I was missing other points that I started off with at the beginning with Dallas, but I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, hmm. Well, that was... I guess we'll move on. Maybe it'll come up to me in a little bit. Um, that thought will come... Speaking of, I was thinking... <laughs> I was thinking the other day, well, someone asked me, oh, cool, you know, I was telling them about the podcast, and they are like, oh, so you just, you know, get drunk and get fucking stoned and uh, make the podcast, and originally, yes, is what I, I mean, I'm, to be honest, I'm doing it a little bit right now, I only had two beers, though, and uh, I'm just a little high, which was earlier, so I'm not so high anymore, uh, but when I the first two episodes, I think just progressively, also just because I have really bad anxiety and I'm nervous, even though there's fucking no, I'm talking to into a microphone and not in front of people. Um, I'm still self-conscious uh, about things. So I drink a little bit more than I should maybe sometimes. I don't know. But uh, then I end up just fucking, no one wants to hear it. A fucking drunk ramble on and on, and also I uh, kind of lose my train of thought, especially if I'm fucking stoned. You know, I like uh, sometimes it'll be good. Depends if I know a lot about a topic, I'll be able to go on tangents. Um, but just trying to riff, 
my thoughts, they hit a lot of speed bumps. So I try to slow it down, try to take it easy. But, you know, when you get off work, you want to crack open a beer and smoke a fat bowl. Uh, but then by the time everyone goes to sleep and I have some time to record, I'm already a couple beers in and a couple bowls. I try to pace my, which is good. Everyone should try to pace yourselves every night. I've been playing, doing this old song and dance for a little too long. Time to slow my roll. Um, so yeah, so hopefully things come out a lot smoother and I don't sound like a fucking Momo uh, talking to y'all and recording. So yeah, that was another little thing I thought about the other day where I should probably uh, cool it. I should slow it down. Watch out. Oh, I don't even know. You're gonna lose control. Yeah, that's the rest. That's the other part of the song. Good one. All right. If you haven't uh, seen or heard about this already, Mario Lopez is uh, going to star as KFC's sexy Colonel Sanders in a Lifetime mini movie. Ooh la la, talk about finger looking good. Mm. <laughs> it's a weird, um, mm. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I my voice shuddered when I saw Mario Lopez and his biceps in that white, looks just like a polo uh, that they're wearing. <laughs> it's got that pepper gray, uh, that salt and pepper uh, hair in goatee and mustache uh so it looks like i'm reading this off eater.com um the article by jenny g zhang sounds like a fucking comic book uh, in the uh this is reading off of it in the stuntiest of stunts kfc and lifetime are releasing a mini movie uh extended commercial well, i don't know what the Screw that. I don't think I was supposed to read that. Anyways, uh, starring Mario Lopez as a buff, salt-and-pepper-haired Colonel Sanders, huh? That's how exactly how I described him before. I even read that. Appropriately named A Recipe for Seduction. Uh, the Lifetime original will premiere on December 13th. Oh, that's this Sunday, baby. Uh, judging from the trailer, it looks like Colonel hired as a house... The Colonel hired as a household... Fuck, I can't even fucking read. No, 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 that's how it says. Hired as a household's new chef who walks around in a tight shirt and jaunty ascot. You would think it's hired as the household, but whatever. This this person has a fucking blog on eater.com and I don't, so. I guess they're right. Uh, will be involved in some kind of love triangle. Uh, the phrase secret recipe is uttered at least three times within five seconds. Other lifetime hallmarks that are shown include an illicit affair. Ooh. Someone holding a knife threateningly and a tie to a chair with duct tape over the mouth situation. Classic. Um, going on. Says this portrayal. <laughs> this portrayal is the latest in a long line of sexy Colonel Sanders depictions. Uh, take a walk down memory lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've all seen some of those. Uh, the real Harlan Sanders was often said to be a womanizer, according to the journalist and drive-through, according to journalist and drive-through dreams, a journey through the heart of America's fast food kingdom with author Autumn Chandler. 
Oh, yes. Okay, so a little bit about Colonel Sanders. Um, sorry. <laughs> a little bit about Colonel Sanders. Yeah, let's fucking go into some Colonel Sanders facts here. Uh, I'll let you know what I know about him. So he was born in Indiana to a religious mother, which basically was like alcohol, tobacco, cards, and coffee are the fucking devil. Don't even try it. I'll cut your fucking dick off. She probably said those exact words. Um, I'm almost certain of it. Uh, eventually, he had a stepdad who uh, didn't really want to be a stepdad. Um, so Harlan Sanders... Ended up having to get up off his ass and work at the young age of 12, uh, doing a bunch of fucking random shit, apparently. Uh, had to make his own living at a, at the young age of 12. He, uh, I guess, he quit school around that time, if everything is fairly the same. Uh, I was around 12 in 7th grade. Uh, maybe some of you fucking weirdos were already 13 and 14 and driving to middle school. I don't know what the fuck's up with that. Anyways, he quit school in seventh grade and worked odd jobs for the next 30 years. Uh, a few of those odd jobs being a streetcar conductor, a railroad fireman, a midwife, uh, talk about finger licking, um, studied law and operated a steamboat ferry along with countless of other jobs. He was married at 18 and had three children. Uh, which at some point he tried to kidnap those children, um, which he failed and end up just coming to terms with the situation with his ex-wife. Uh, at, at age 40, he started to sell country ham, Kentucky country ham, uh, okra, string beans, and other country favorites in the back of a gas station he ran, a shell gas station in Kentucky. Uh, which is off the, I guess, one of the main highways um, there in Kentucky. And he would, uh, he would, well, at that time, they didn't sell fried chicken uh, originally because it's pretty lengthy prep time. And for, apparently, he is uh, Johnny on the spot with the shit and crack up a fucking hot-ass country meal. Contrary to that old diner shit that was mainly offered up and down the highway, so... Fair. A nice change of uh, scenery and taste on the palate. Some home cooking. Um, so yeah, so he didn't have fried chicken originally because it was just a pain in the ass to prep and make at the constant amount of people that were there uh, or coming through. He would paint giant advertisements on barns along the highway um, just to come check out his food. And uh, apparently that... Uh, pissed off uh, one of the rival gas station operators uh, named Matt Stewart. So Stewart painted over Sanders' signs, um, I guess, enough times where Sanders was like, fuck this, let's uh, go have a word with this guy. And uh, by word, I mean we're going to show up with fucking strapped to the teeth of fucking guns. Uh, I'm not really sure if they did have or how the whole scenario uh, went how aggressively they went over there, but apparently they did have guns, cause uh, well he uh, Sanders goes over to Stewart's I guess house or wherever he was staying at, 
uh, to cut the shit, and he took two Shell district managers with him. Uh, apparently, uh, Stewart shoots and kills one of the managers, and Colonel Sanders blasts back right a fucking way, uh, and injures um, Mr. Stewart, which Mr. Stewart was later convicted of murder, and Sanders was set free, no charges, thus being the head fucking honcho of the gas stations in Kentucky. Uh, he, his competition was gone, and behind bars, and he's fucking, uh, who's that fucking dude? I can't believe I'm fucking this up. So eventually, uh, Stewart gets tired of Sanders going around like the Kentucky Van Gogh, painting fucking everything in sight. Um, Stewart decides to play the same game. He paints over all of uh, Sanders' signs and barns and every, all the advertisements. Stewart paints over them. Uh, so Sanders is a little ticked off. Goes uh, to settle the score, go see what all the deal's about. Uh, went over to cut the shit, takes two Shell district managers with him to go talk to Stewart. And uh, during this quarrel, Stewart shoots and kills one of the managers. And quick fucking draw McGraw, Colonel Sanders blasts back, injuring Mr. Stewart, uh, which he later was convicted, Mr. Stewart, of course, uh, later convicted of murder. And Sanders, free to go, no charges, thus being the head gas station honcho of Kentucky. And you wonder why they call him the Colonel. Well, fun fact, it's not why you think. So, originally, the, well, he did, he did join the army. I think he was, like, 15 when he joined the army. And, uh, eventually being dishonor, or honorably discharged, uh, he was honorably discharged, I'm assuming because they found out his young age. Um, so definitely in the time he was there, he wasn't able to reach to a colonel status. But turns out he's named Colonel Sanders because the governor of Kentucky can bestow such a title. It is the highest um, honorary title that the governor can bestow on, I guess, the citizens of Kentucky. Um, and other declared Kentucky colonels are Muhammad Ali and Bob Barker. Pretty good company right up there. And uh, who'd have thought great that so many great people came out of Kentucky? Uh, not a lot to do there, I would assume. Definitely, I guess, would have to check it out at one point because I do want to check out the... We'll get to it eventually, but there's a Claudia Sanders diner, which I do want to check out, in uh, Kentucky. So, he sold pressure cookers and his 11 herbs and spices to franchises, uh, which saved him, because he was living in his car in his uh, 1946 Ford at the age of 60, because um, he sold his business and he lost, uh, he lost money selling his business there, so at fucking 60 years old, he's uh, in his car, 1946 Ford, very nice, just Peddling his fucking steam or uh, pressure cookers and a, a bag of spices around the country, basically. Um, eventually, fran able to franchise his cooking method, which is, I guess, the pressure cookers and uh, his spices, too. Uh, getting four cents per chicken cooked with this process. 
and by 1963, he had over 600 restaurants in North America selling his chicken. Uh, he met, or I guess, I don't know when he met him, but eventually he knows this guy named Pete Harmon in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, who basically, he's basically the whole fucking brain of the operation, and Colonel Sanders was kind of just like the cooking kitchen guy, uh, recipe dude, basically. And who's to fucking blame him? He's fucking almost 70-some years old. Uh, the times are changing fast. You can't expect this guy to figure all that shit out. Uh, so Pete Harmon basically creates the trademark, or he creates the bucket, which is how the you know how a bucket of chicken, and that, as believe it or not, the fucking simple bucket is a a big trademark. It's to think about you know how many places you get a bucket of chicken, and you see it in everything, just bucket full of chicken, and it's never KFC. You know a lot of shows and movies, it's can't use any name brands, but that came a long way. Uh, so he trademarks the bucket of chicken and the name KFC. Also the term, or the slogan, finger looking good. Uh, he's basically doing fucking everything that matters about KFC minus the chicken. And uh, ended up, Colonel Sanders ended up making that man a millionaire. And, excuse me, Colonel Sanders himself becomes a millionaire in 1963. At the age of 73, when he sold KFC for $2 million, uh, they took him, a, or took him a while to convince him to sell it because he knew that they were going to fuck with his recipe, ended up changing some stuff, but they promised him they wouldn't. You know how that goes. Big businesses, money involved, promises uh, kind of go right by the wayside. Um... So he fucking hated uh, that they changed a lot of his recipes, and he fucking hated the gravy. Uh, apparently, uh, the KFC gravy was fucking killer, the original gravy, and he would go around and uh, show up at random KFCs and then try to, you know, get the chicken in the gravy, and if the gravy was fucking shit, he would call it slop and throw it on the fucking ground, uh, make a big scene, which I guess happened a lot, because, I mean, I guess the gravy ain't bad, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. But it makes me wonder what the hell it tastes like if he can't fucking stand even the sight of what they're selling now. Uh, he, uh, in an interview, he called the gravy pure wallpaper paste uh, with some sludge. Here's some other terms. I'm not really sure, but uh, all of it fucking negative, talking major shit. And uh, for all of that, he was actually sued by KFC for liable in, uh, for libel in 1978 which uh, the case was eventually thrown out. Uh, tired of all this shit and kind of wanting to get things back in the way he did it, uh, Colonel Sanders opens up a new restaurant uh, called Claudia's Diner, and Claudia was his ex-mistress, which I guess now his wife, uh, or is his wife at the time, but his, originally his mistress. And uh, so they opened that restaurant called Claudia's Diner, selling his original chicken recipe uh, along with ham and lobster. Um, so kind of, I guess, fine dining or whatever. But um, eventually KFC sues them again for $120 million, which they eventually settled for $1 million. But fuck it, hey, that's half of what the fuck the Colonel Sanders earned from the beginning or sold his whole company for. So the thing he created is coming down to destroy him. Poetic justice, uh, even though I don't know if he fucking deserves it at all. 
Yeah, maybe he was racist. Who knows? More than likely. Can't say. Please don't come after me, Sander family. I love your fucking chicken. I love it so much. I uh, cried when they put one in this town. They took it away. God, ten, ten or so dark years. And here we're back. Back on top. Brand new KFC. Um, shit, where was I? Oh, yep. So Claudia Sanders, uh, or the Claudia Sanders Diner, he ended up selling it, but um, they still have one. Uh, east of Louisville, it's still open, and apparently the only place to get the original Colonel Sanders recipe, also the only place out of a KFC that can legally sell the Colonel Sanders chicken, um, which I thought was pretty cool, and I definitely got to go see that. I'm fucking curious about that gravy. Uh, because I will dissect that fucking thing. I'm I'm have a petri dish full of it. Get a microscope, whatever it takes. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna bathe in it. Get it into my pores. Fucking swash it around my mouth like Listerine. You know the deal. If it's that fucking good, uh, who knows what I won't do with it. Another little fun fact related to KFC and sports and Japan. So in 1985, the Hanshin Tigers in Osaka, Japan, win, uh, win the national championship. Um, and I guess one of their uh, traditions is uh, after they win games is jumping in the river there. I can't think of the name of the river there. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure it, it's got like a name that everyone knows. The fucking, oh, that's, a, yeah, I don't know how many people fucking care about rivers in Japan. But anyways. Uh, so as tradition, they all jump into that river after they win the games, and uh, apparently because uh, <laughs> Colonel San there's a Colonel Sanders statue outside one of the KFCs near there, and it, apparently because it looked like American first fucking three in the morning, baby. Uh, <laughs> apparently because it looked like an American first baseman that they had that was on the team, they uh, decided to party with it and eventually throwing it into that river that night and uh legend has it ever since that night they've been cursed by the colonel and uh that's a i don't know just a funny little story there uh they've recently took it out i guess a couple within the last 10 years they found it and took it out of the river but it's kind of missing pieces uh missing i think they found one of the hands is missing the other hand Missing the glasses, and uh, according to the legend, um, that's why uh, the Henshin Tigers have been in. Uh, ha they have not been in the good graces of the baseball gods because the baseball gods love Kentucky Fried Chicken, and until they find all those pieces and put him back together, they will not rise to the throne of national champions again. So the story goes, and. Shit, I wonder how the KFC tastes in Japan. Kind of fucked up that I want to go to Japan to try, like, what the fucking fast food tastes like there. <sighs> I know I would definitely just have to eat all the noodles and stuff. I, I don't know. I don't think I'd even tr want to step in or try to get one of the fast food. I guess I would, maybe. But, I mean, when, when in Rome, when in Japan, use fucking chopsticks, I suppose. Or is that Chinese? I'm sorry. No? They both use it, I believe. I've e I eat sushi with it. Fuck, what do I know? And you know what pairs perfect with a nice, big, greasy bucket of chicken? 
an ice cold three liter soda pop. And let's talk a little bit about that. Because soda is fucking killing everybody and I can't stop drinking it. So I'm right there with y'all. I had a goddamn Coca-Cola float today and it was delicious. Oh gosh. Uh, so uh, a little bit on the soda side. Let's uh, let's see. Between 2011 and 2015, Coca-Cola and Pepsi funded 86 national health organizations. They're paying scientists to give lectures saying soda isn't that bad for you. So, uh, ooh, big surprise. Uh, you pay the scientists and they lie. Ooh, fuck. Jeez, I wonder what else scientists could be fucking paid to lie about. Hmm, if they're lying about soda, hmm, what else could they be lying about? I don't know. Fucking everything. So, Coca-Cola and Pepsi were primary funders of the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietics, the premier source for the practice, uh, the practice and science of food and nutrition, and dietics, world's largest body of health experts. And Coca-Cola and Pepsi were the primary funders of that. So, goes to show... Everything's tainted. Oh, we can't trust anybody. But uh, I don't know why you'd be trusting soda companies anyway when they're just fucking want you to die. Well, they don't want you to die. They want you to get addicted to their nice sugary brown sludge and uh, just keep getting it and getting it and pay the fuck out of your hospital bills when you're diabetic. Uh, so Coca-Cola sponsoring the Olympics for almost a century... And also the World Cup, kind of like, and I guess one of the main things is like, oh, look, I'm LeBron James. I could dunk this fucking basketball. I'm playing till I'm 40, and I drink a nice fucking Sprite or Coca-Cola uh, constantly. I mean, the Olympics, Coca-Cola, like fucking McDonald's and the Olympics. I remember in, I guess, every Olympics, McDonald's goes crazy. Um, basically, and then they come back and fucking blame them. They're like, hey, look. Uh, the athletes drink soda, and they're fucking out here doing fucking can touch their toes and do a backflip and fucking 360 windmill. Uh, you can't do that because you're fucking lazy. Uh, blaming, obe- uh, blaming obesity on lack of exercise instead of the brown sugar poison. Saying, oh yeah, your kids are fucking fat, rotting teeth. Not because of the soda, because they're fucking lazy and they don't know how to take care of themselves. Don't blame soda, and that kind of goes hand in hand. Most kids are fucking lazy, don't know how to take care of themselves. And their parents just let them drink soda and eat fucking pizza rolls. Of course they're going to fucking get fat and who knows what kind of disease. I mean, shit, in 40 years we're going to see all what all this fucking fast food and frozen stuff, everything quick to the fucking, as soon as you want it, you can eat it. It's going to... I mean, I guess every now and then they'll come out and like, oh, we changed 100% beef. Like, what the fuck were you using before? Why? And uh, there are 40, uh, 4.6 million soda machines in the United States and 300,000 obesity-related deaths every year. I'm just going to run off a couple facts here. That's one of them. 4.6 million soda machines. What the fuck? And most of them, you don't even have to use uh, dollar bills or quarters anymore. You just put your your card in it, uh, which is kind of cool, but what the fuck? Um, 
for every 35 billion Coca-Cola makes in revenue, there are 73,000 diabetic amputations. Cutting off your legs, your fucking arms, you're going to be like a little nub eventually, still with a fucking soda straw attached to your fucking mouth. With your little hat, cat, uh, your little hat with the two sodas on it, like uh, Smitty Lee Wiggerman Jensen, he was number one. Everybody knows that. Um, Coca Cola and Pepsi build bottling plants in impoverished and water scarce countries, taking the majority of the groundwater from the community that needs it most. Pretty fucked up, if you ask me. Um, soda companies pour billions of dollars into U.S. government to fight sugar taxes and dietary facts. So, you know how that goes. I don't have to... God, I hope I don't have to tell you <clears throat> how the fucking government and anything, really, if you have enough money and you're doing something shady, you could pay fucking anybody off and you'll come out looking like a saint running the fucking biggest, uh, journal... Uh, the world's largest body of health experts, and you're fucking funding them just to say what everyone knows is a fucking lie, that soda is good for you. Oh, man. The lies go deeper than we think. Not only are they fucking up just things we just want to enjoy, like a nice soda pop, they're going to go deeper into our lives and lie about that too. Oh, those pesky scientists. You'd think they'd make enough money, but I guess... Shot, you know, who knows? Maybe they get threatened. It's a bunch of scary shit that goes on behind closed doors. And your delicious soda is part of that. There's blood on the hands of Coca Cola and Pepsi, and I'm assuming just any soda company out there. Except for Dr. Pepper. They're fucking solid. Just kidding. I'm sure they're just as guilty. Oh, no. Uh, well, I'm sure the juice companies aren't any any better anyway <laughs> can't even trust bottled water companies fucking fluoride and everything hopefully i think i i, well, I heard that reverse osmosis kind of has the least amount of fluoride in it but oh uh, they're basically selling us this fucking plastic the the head of the ceo of nestle doesn't even think water should be a or he doesn't think that water is a human right kind of shit is that not a human right. The fucking shit that falls through out of the sky just comes. It's underground. It's all around us. We're made of 97 fucking percent of it. Or is that the earth? I think they're both the same amount of percentages. We have a high fucking amount of water in and around us. And it's not a human right. The fuck is that? Nestle, fuck you. I know what you're up to. Um, your chocolate, the little rabbit. He's cool, but fuck the rest of you. Well, while we're on the big company, big corporations, fast food talk, uh, here's a little something I read on the counter.org. Uh, fast food giants gobbled up $1 billion in federal aid for small businesses. The article goes on to say... Franchisees with hundreds of restaurants flew under the radar, in one case collecting $60 million in PPP loans. $60 fucking million. Dollars. Relief grants meant to buy... Fucking not buy. Relief grants meant to buoy uh, small businesses at the onset of the 
pandemic. Look at me on the altar of the pandemic. <clears throat> at the onset of the pandemic, we're largely absorbed by some of the nation's biggest franchises. The counter found in an analysis of the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP, data released by Small Business Administration, the SBA, last week. The counter also uh, found multiple instances where conglomerates appeared to bypass the 10 million cap on loans through the use of subsidiaries. Yikes! To conduct our analysis, we examined the recipients of 378 PPP loans larger than 3 million in the fast food and fast casual restaurant sector. At first glance, the vast majority were not easily recognizable by name. However, a deeper dive into each business revealed that virtually every top recipient was a company that owns and operates <clears throat> franchises of the country's most lucrative chains. Those that received the maximum loan amount include Taco Bell, operator headquartered in Minnesota, a Wendy's franchise in San Antonio, baby. What? Fucking big bucks out there. Wendy's, you, Wendy, you little fucking bitch. I'll pull you by your fucking pigtails, you son of a bitch. Uh, a group with more than 200 Pizza Huts in California and a McDonald's franchise, uh, a McDonald's franchisee in Tampa. They couldn't get enough. They got the fucking Stanley Cup and they want to get these fucking handouts. Fuck you, Tampa. Made it to the World Series 2 and you couldn't take down the fucking Dodgers. Fuck LA. Fuck the Dodgers. I'm sorry if you're a Dodgers fan. But I'm not. You know what you're up to out there, scoundrels. Uh, all of the, <laughs> all of these are a far cry from the types of small businesses the program was intended to support. Ain't that the truth, motherfucking? That's how it is in every form of business in every part of your life. Look at us. We need fucking handouts. We need some help. Not handouts. We're not fucking beggars. We need help. Help we fucking deserve from the people who are. In power, there, so we can fuck. We're supposed to trust them. They're supposed to help us. They're supposed to do shit with the money we've been fucking giving them instead of just fucking wasting it and parading around with fucking weirdos. <sighs> but here we are. Big companies getting bailed out, and we're still fucking struggling. Every single one of us, maybe not in a way, you know, worse than, uh, you know, not maybe not as bad as some other people, but we could use some fucking help. Jeez, and they're out there trying to find this fucking, another fucking stimulus plan, and they just, they don't want, excuse me, <clears throat> they don't want fucking Trump to give us the stimulus plan, because they don't want people to be like, oh wow, he's, you know, they don't want, they don't want him to look like the good guy, so they're gonna keep us fucking in the dark till the new fucking piece of shit president comes in, they're all pieces of shit, but this new one, this fucking shell of a man, uh, they're gonna wait to try to save us till he's in there, and, uh, so we could look like he's the fucking good guy, oh, look, uh, new, new president, he brought us the vaccine, he brought us the fucking, out of, uh, our strenuous times, uh, gave us money, the money we've all been waiting for that we couldn't get done till right now, even though they've been wanting to do it for almost a fucking year at that point, um, well, around February, um, for at least fucking 10 months up until that point, and then they've been telling you a vaccine's coming, everyone's like, oh, that's bullshit, how could you get a fucking vaccine, and now when the tides are changing, we got someone else in the chair, um, oh, look, oh, we got a fucking, we got it right here, right now, immediately, and it's like, man, uh, like, pick a fucking, a lane, 
don't I mean if you're gonna talk shit about this guy like at least say some shit that makes you know that'll stick don't be like oh this guy he's saying all this outrageous shit how are they gonna have a vaccine and then oh my god thanks to everybody else uh look the vaccine's here like everyone I mean everyone he was saying Trump was saying that it was coming or they were working on it for a long time and everyone just kept calling bullshit either way and if they were right calling bullshit then they just and no one has been working on it like all year and one just pops out of nowhere then who the fuck is the good person here the one who called bullshit or the ones trying to force this fucking vaccine that no one's tested long enough at least jesus come on now big businesses big companies big corporations big people in power they don't give a fuck about us they just want us to keep fucking paying their shit and just buying all their products and wasting away and not taking accountability for jack shit. What kind of shit is this, man? So much, so much, a billion dollars in federal aid for small businesses gobbled up, taken away, just fucking used up for these big ass corporations. I mean, I guess, yeah, they're franchisees. It's not really like, oh, this is the head Taco Bell. Like, these are, like, individual people owning their shit. But, what you know, it's still... So were the so was the small businesses. Those people did more shit instead of just showing up and, hey, look at this, I'll buy this fucking Taco Bell for you. And continue doing the same, same fucking menu and everything that's already comes in a package when people are out there making shit from scratch with their fucking heart and soul and can't even open their fucking doors while all these big companies get all their shit. Uh, the people are pissed off in California. This one lady had to shut her fucking restaurant down, and right across the street from her restaurant, they're they're like a set where they're filming a movie with the massive catering, fucking lot, like tents of catering, and and she can't fucking operate her business, her restaurant, and they're just fucking mocking her right outside. Oh, man, what a time! What a time to be alive! Just a bunch of fucking backwards shit going on. Uh, I just, I wish I could help trying to spread some, uh, some light on those facts, and, uh, I guess it's, uh, it's not the least I can do, but it's, uh, I, it is the least I can do, I mean, I could literally do nothing, so, I could do more, I am, uh, my, my hands are tied, you know, can only go so far, uh, by myself. Until everybody understands that we, the people, got to look out for each other. And fuck those big businesses and fucking powers that be, man. Always out to get us. Oh, we just got to stay strong. But damn, could you a billion dollars to fucking people that didn't even need it. And even if they did, I mean, they would have got it another way, not stealing from small businesses. So many ways. They're just printing fucking fiat money anyway. doesn't matter. Uh, so, yeah, I just saw that today, and it was upsetting. And hopefully, shit, who knows what's going to happen. If, I mean, you know he's probably going to want another lockdown. And then are they going to bullshit around with the money again, with the stimulus checks? Uh, another... another uh, bailout for small businesses and the uh, big ass company is going to just take all of it i don't know let's see keep your eyes peeled people because it's happening right in front of our eyes just gotta pay a little more attention 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the time you've all been waiting for, the end. Uh, well, I wish I could have wrapped this up on a lighter note, a funnier note, but it doesn't always work out that way, and I'm fucking tired. Um, so again, I apologize for the first 15 minutes, sounding like I'm fucking screaming in your ear from the inside of a damn barrel. Um, I wish I, I mean, shit, I guess if I tinkered with it a lot more, I probably could have made it, uh, not so fucking crazy, but... Oh well, we'll work with it. I'm sorry, I apologize again. But, you know, we just get it how we live on this podcast. Um, well, uh, again, thank you for everyone who listened. Thank you for if you've stayed, uh, thank you if you've listened through this whole episode as well, as long as the first two. Uh, check them out if you haven't. Um, well, like I said, thank you again for all the support. Tell your friends, tell anyone uh, who likes to listen to podcasts. Uh, or anyone just talk some shit, anything, I don't know. Just spread the fucking word around, please. And uh, y'all be safe out there. Happy holidays, they're coming along. Be careful, wash your fucking hands. Wear your masks. Uh, me, personally, uh, wearing a mask and sunglasses out in public is the level of uh, anonymity. Uh, <laughs> the level of anonymity that I've been striving for. All of my life. Uh, and my son's going crazy. Uh, well, like I said, this is the end of the episode. Thank you again for all the support. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with a fourth episode soon. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Good morning. Who gives a shit? Wherever y'all at. Oh, fuck. He's crying. All right. Toodles.